Folks, I sure hope you're hungry because we're dishing out plenty, and I do mean plenty, of good food and good fun this week on Blabbit in the Bluegrass, starting with the Perfect Day Cat Cafe, one of Louisville and Covington's best-kept secrets for not only adopting a furry feline, but also plowing into something sweet and something savory while you're doing so. And so, owner Chuck Patton will tell us all about that, and then we will swing on down to Greensburg, where we will find, waiting on us, a slaw burger, fries, and a bottle of ski, just as in the Kentucky Headhunters' classic country favorite, Dumas Walker. And, conveniently enough, we are headed to the place that inspired that sing-along song, Dumas Walker's Restaurant, where Darlene Curry will tell us about her many splendid specialties, in addition to the slaw burger fries and a bottle of ski, because that's just scratching the surface of what Darlene has to offer. So, grab you a knife and fork, and let's get ready to dig in to Blabbing in the Bluegrass, Episode 9 of Season 2. Kentucky features so much more than basketball and horses. We're home to scenic spectacles and one-of-a-kind golf courses. If boating, fishing, dining, or music is your pleasure, we'll guide you to the sights and sounds that you will truly treasure. Cause we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide, cause we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste. From Masonville to Mumfordville, Owensboro to Owenton, we've got you covered on Blabbing in the Bluegrass, exploration and celebration of all things Kentucky. Somewhat sunny today here at the unmatched upscale North Quail Motel in Henderson, KY, and it's even a bit sunnier now that you're here because the show's not the same without you. You know it's not, and I hate talking to myself. I know my guests will really appreciate your presence as well. I'm not going to take up too much of your time here because both of them are more than worthy of your focus and attention. We will start with Chuck Patton. He is the owner and founder of Perfect Day, P-U-R-R-F-E-C-T, Day Cat Cafe in Louisville and Covington. Now, the uh, concept of the Cat Cafe is still fairly new, but now all of a sudden we're seeing them here and there all over the place. But none quite like the Perfect Day Cat Cafe, Louisville and Covington's best-kept secret to not only adopt a furry friend, but to also enjoy a sweet treat, a bourbon, a beer, even a coffee. They've got quite the drink selection indeed. And even if you're not a cat freak, you can still enjoy yourself at the Perfect Day Cafe. They'd love for you to adopt a cat, but even if you don't or you have no intentions of doing so, you know, there's plenty for you to enjoy in the uh, food and beverage department, and they would love to see you at the Perfect Day Cat Cafe. So we'll find out more about that 
Then it's off to Greensburg to the place that inspired the Kentucky Headhunters smash single on the country charts from the early 1990s, Dumas Walker. Dumas Walker's restaurant is where we're headed in Greensburg. Darlene Curry is the owner. She knows the Headhunter boys quite well and says that they're always giving her praise for keeping it open. And rightfully so, they should. Now, the place hasn't always been called Dumas Walker's. It was renamed that after the song was made famous. But the menu that is discussed in the song, Dumas Walker, has always been a signature staple of the restaurant. Now, the menu has undergone some changes over the years, but the staples have always been there and always will continue to be as long as they're afloat. I know they will. So we'll get the complete story behind the song and the restaurant from Darlene Curry. And I tell you, like I said, the slaw burgers, fries, and a bottle of skis, that's just a mere fraction of what Darlene has to offer. So we'll hear more about the other options that are equally as good, but just may not get quite the same publicity. We're going to change that. How about that? So also remember, gang, email me with your questions, comments, suggestions for future show topics, future show guests. I love to hear from you. Bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com. B-L-U-E-G-R-A-S-S-B-L-A-B-B-I-N at gmail.com. And don't forget, there's also the Facebook page option. Just search Blabbit in the Bluegrass on FB. It will take you straight there. You can catch any and all previous episodes that you may have missed. Stay up to date on additional information. Also make comments and leave messages and uh, express your thoughts to me via that medium as well. So don't be shy. Let me hear from you. And uh, I always welcome any kind of feedback on the program. So before we hear from Mr. Chuck Patton from the Perfect Day Cat Cafe, I have for you another Bluegrass Brain Buster. We try to have one of these at the beginning of each show. We give you a little time to ponder it, and your answer will come at the end. So today, I want to know which county in the state is recognized as the Covered Bridge capital of Kentucky. Again, which county in the Commonwealth is recognized as being the Covered Bridge capital of Kentucky? This one surprised me when I looked it up, and I know it will surprise you too. So, unless you know it already, but <laughs> if you don't, just hang tight and uh, don't make yourself too miserable because <laughs> we've got two great guests for you to listen to and enjoy. So, you think about it, we will have your answer in the program's final segment. It's Sam Moore's Dining Delight Spotlights. We have a very unique concept. It's not only a great place to eat, it's also a great place to adopt a new feline fan to become part of your family. Feline fan and friend, for that matter. And uh, they're in Louisville and Covington, as we'll talk more about as we go along here. They call themselves the Perfect Day Cafe. And here to tell us all about the concept and how it came about is the proud owner himself and founder, Mr. Chuck Patton. Hello, hello. How are you, Sam? Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, we're glad you're here. I can't complain a bit, especially now that Chuck Patton is on with us. And we uh, we discovered before we uh, started our little chat here that we're both hilltoppers. So that's yeah. that's one thing we've got in common. And we both like cats. Uh, just so you know, Chuck, we did adopt a cat. It wasn't from um, 
perfect day, so don't hold that against us. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but we yeah. did adopt a cat from a local shelter here at Henderson, and uh, her name's Mischief. And, uh, oh, Mischief. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> she, uh, she lives up to her name half the time, too, trust me. <laughs> but, uh, anyhow, we're, we're sure delighted that you're here to talk to us about the cafe. And the Perfect Day Cat Cafe is uh, certainly one of the most unique dining and mingling experiences in Louisville and Covington. So uh, talk to us about how you found the inspiration for this creative concept. Yeah, so I was in a position in my life, I, uh, my, my previous history was I owned an advertising agency and I had sold that business, worked for them during the transition and left and really kind of doing an identity crisis thing. I'm just like, what am I going to do? What's, you know, what's, what, what do I have a passion for? What's going on? My wife and I were actually in vacation, on vacation in, in Charleston, South Carolina. And I saw this sign up uh, with a cat and it talked about that. And I had no idea. I'd never heard of a cat cafe in my life. And so I walked over there and I said, you know, this is something where, you know, they have, you can get a beer, you can hang out. It was Saturday at 2.30, you know, right. and had cats and I love cats. So I said, you know what, my wife and I would like to come in. And they said, okay, sir, well, there's a four and a half hour wait. I said, wait, it's Saturday at 2.30. Yeah. <laughs> and it's four and a half hours to get in. That's and insane. So I, looked, I looked around and I, and I, but I immediately went home and did the whole entrepreneurial uh, home. I mean the, the hotel and did the whole entrepreneurial pulled out a napkin and just start, start saying, wait a minute, this is, it's creative. Um, she was sold out till four thirty, And you know what? at the same time, you're, you're making an impact. And, uh, and, and from there on out, my wife looked at me and she, after we crunched some stuff, she said, you know what, you got to do this. Louisville would love this. And that's when we, uh, you know, six months after that, that was Perfect Day Cafe. <laughs> well, that's, that's pretty awesome. And it's great that it ties into your passion for cats. Now, uh, how many cats do you have of your own? Just curious. You know, I, I just got a new kitten. Kitchen um, now. About two months ago. But I only have, I have three cats and one dog. Uh, so I consider myself really more of a uh, of an animal friendly person, not necessarily what you might label as a cat crazy. But there's no doubt, it, it, cats are so much fun. They're a little bit less maintenance than a dog. Uh, they're just they're so entertaining. And and uh, of course, for me, you know, when I want to get lazy and watch a football game or something like that, I, it's it's awesome when a cat will just sit in your lap and and. And keep Absolutely. You <laughs> yeah. You're a fellow fan, so to speak. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so anyhow, uh, why don't you expand a little more about the history of Perfect Day and uh, tell us what has been the biggest key to its tremendous popularity growth in recent years. Yeah. Yeah. So when, when I started the cafe, which was a little over two and a half years ago, you know, there were only about 60 cat cafes throughout the United States. Again, the concept in the U.S. is very, very new. And so now today, there's almost 200 of them. I mean, the, oh, the expansion was, was massive. And 
but we started up in August the 8th, you know, did a lot of planning. We tried to find the perfect place for it. The, the area we felt was eclectic and, and destinational was the Highlands uh, in Northern Kentucky. And um, I'm sorry, in, in, uh, in Louisville. And, and it was just one of those things where we just said, you know, let's give this a shot. We need a, we need a place that's going to support us. And uh, my, t my landlord was like, look, I got to have this. It was fun. And, and we also tried to make sure that we had the best possible partner. So these cat cafes, what it really is, is just an industry disruptor. You have uh, a shelter that, you know, normally is really, really good at animal intake and, and, you know, having a vet in there, a vet tech, and they really kind of take care of the population. Sure. But where they've been kind of weak is, how do I get these animals adopted? It was always an assumption that you couldn't get cats adopted. Well, we set a goal to do 300 adoptions within the year. That was, in, in Louisville, that most of the adoptions for the, for the Kentucky Humane Society were being done at the feeder supply, you know, uh, uh, animal supply stores. And sure. the top one was doing 300. So I said, all right, we're going we're gonna to do our best to get at that. Well, the first day we did 11 adoptions. Second day we did nine. Third day we did 10. And I said, okay, wait a minute. Something's going on here. So <laughs> we, we far surpassed the, 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 the 300. We did over 1,500 adoptions that year. How about so that? it was just amazing. The community has been uh, a huge support. And then, you know, as, as, as we had talked about before, that um, we decided that, hey, this has been a, a great impact. And could we make a further impact in Kentucky? And that's when we started our Northern Kentucky uh, location, which is in Covington. And uh, little did we know COVID was coming. But, yeah, we've been open here now for about three months. What are you most proud of in terms of the cafe's splendid success thus far? Well, you know, I, I think the obvious one needs to be in here is that is the number of adoptions. Sure. Last year, we did 1,851 adoptions. That was over 262 adoptions more than what we had done the previous year. The reality of those numbers because the average human being doesn't always know what that is. That is significantly higher than any cat cafe. It might be the most adoptions of any adoption entity in, in the country. And the reason why we're proud of that is it's not really us. We're not the hero of this story. The hero is the community. Right. And, and quite frankly, the state of Kentucky. And in, in certain parts of Kentucky and rural parts, sometimes the, the cats are not necessarily thought of as a pet, but as a nuisance. And I think what I'm most proud of is that these adoption numbers and showing people, you know, what we can do and what kind of impact we can make as a community on homeless animals, it's almost been a culture change for the city. Um, and, and quite frankly, for the state. And, and that's been the part that I, you know, you got to say to yourself, wow, I, I, I feel as if we've done some things right that has, has been able to be a message to our community that they have a place where they can make a difference, they can make an impact. 
Sure. Well, that's that's definitely something to be proud of. And the, the community and the state is certainly to be commended for stepping up and giving these yeah. cats a home. Now, yeah. um, for those who've not yet been privileged to experience a cat cafe, why don't you, Chuck, give us an overview of the unique and special atmosphere awaiting us at Perfect Day? Yeah, I, 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 this is a really important question, Sam, because we're really trying to relate to everybody. You know, we're not just trying to get, you know, the cat people that, that people would say. We, we want people that want to make an impact on the animal community in general. And there's exactly. a, lot of mis- a lot of misconceptions about what is a cat cafe. I mean, one of the most common is really don't want to go someplace and eat where all these cats are in my food and everything. So <laughs> but a cat cafe is what we tell people is think of it as a coffee shop or a bar meets an adoption agency. So we have two separate spaces that are, are, are separated at all times. Not only physically separated, but our HVAC systems are completely different. And that's gotcha. in order to adapt for the cats and adapt for people that have allergies. But essentially you go into the bar area or the coffee area, we serve both, uh, alcohol and, and non, meowcohol and non-meowcohol. <laughs> meowcohol. <laughs> and, uh, that's right. You got to play the puns. You got to exactly. play the puns. But yeah. So we have them separated, and and um, and and then what you do is you go into the cat room for for just under an hour, and then you have a drink before, have a drink afterwards. But they're very very separated, and and really it's just a time for you to relax, a time for you to be loved on, because you'd be amazed about how snuggly these cats and kittens are. Sure. And then. Um, and, and then at the end of that period of time, uh, if you decide you've made a match and want to adopt, great. If not, we want people to know that they've been there to socialize the animals. And that is a huge importance to their transition uh, from, quite frankly, off the streets. Right. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's really a huge plus for all those animals. Now, drinks can be brought into the cat room, correct? They can. Yeah. So that's the fun part about it. Uh, you know, I had a friend of mine that came in and, and he was in there with him and, and he had a beer in his hand and had about three kittens on him. Right. And he looked at me after about a half an hour and maybe two beers. And he <laughs> said, I tell you what, Chuck, if you just kept bringing me beer, he's a Bowling Green boy. He said, if you kept bringing me beers, I'd never leave here. <laughs> oh, I love it! So, yeah, you could you can uh, you can bring drinks inside of the cat lounge. Yeah, that <laughs> that's just icing on the cake right there. Now um, I know that all adoptable felines housed at the Perfect Day Cafe come from the Kentucky Humane Society. So why don't you give us an idea of the regional radius from which most of your furry felines are collected? Yeah, I mean that's. That was what, when you asked me the question before, what has been the most rewarding, that's the other part. None of this success would be where, at the scale that it is without the Kentucky Humane Society. You have to keep up with these numbers, right? If the community is there to support, who is bringing you these cats? And that is where the Kentucky Humane Society and their initiative of what they call Love 120, all 120 counties, uh, that's where they come in. They have been amazing at going as far as Hazard, Kentucky. Um, nice. fact, yeah, I mean, we've even had some that came in from 
a hoarding situation from the ASPCA last year. And oh, yeah, so the, it's, they have just reached all across the, 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 the state and said, hey guys, do you have animals in need? We have a place that have shown success that's been able to bring them in and they drive and go get them. And, um, and, and that's just been an amazing piece of it. Like I said, 27 different shelters uh, is what we have worked with. And, and so it's, it's been a blessing, that's for sure. Well, that's awesome. So any part of the state is really fair game. <laughs> yeah, it is, especially now that we have the Covington location, yeah. Yeah, that gives you even more room to work with. For sure. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's that's pretty neat. Now, uh, approximately how many new arrivals have been finding their way into the cafe's cat lounge on a weekly basis? Do you know? Uh, I don't have exact numbers for you, but I can tell you the process that we will get cats about six days, five to six days a week. Okay. Um, and we are averaging about eight adoptions a day. Um, gotcha. And that was during COVID, which is amazing. Yeah, but, that's pretty um, impressive. Yeah, so it's it's they're coming just about every day. The, the Northern Kentucky, they come every Tuesday and Thursday. They'll bring us about ten to fifteen cats at that particular point. But we're we're ramping up there. That that takes a while to get started. But um, yeah, a absolutely. It's 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 like one of those things where if you're there on a Monday, in you come back the following Monday, you are likely to see a whole new grouping of, of cats. And, and that's, that makes it exciting too, because it's a different experience every time. Oh yeah. And if you find one that you fall in love with, <laughs> you know, you better, you better snag her while the getting's good. Do, I know. Yes. Yeah. My favorite, my favorite line, I have a line there. Somebody will come in and say, well, I tell you what, you know, we really fell in love with this kitten, but we're just going to go home and we're going to think about it. And, and I always tell them, I say, well, I don't want to sound like a used cat salesman, but if you leave here today and wait 24 hours, this cat likely will, will not be here. Yeah. Uh, and that's just a testament to the community. There's just a lot of people that, that want to find a home. And yeah, I think during COVID, it, it, that, that's e increased even further. And then I'm sure... Y'all see a few teary eyes here and there when they come back and said, oh, we decided we want that cat. And you're like, oh, he's gone or she's gone. <laughs> we see tears on a variety of different scales, you know? Oh, I bet. Like, like, oh, I, you know, he's gone and then we'll see a tear or we see a tear when somebody just says, you know, I found my match or, um, or we see tears when they don't get, <laughs> they don't get to leave with a cat because <laughs> mom or dad says no. So yeah. yeah, tears of joy and tears of sadness. You, you get them right. all. That's but right. it's, it's a good experience for everybody, though. Now, uh, patrons can book reservations to meet the prospective pets that they may perhaps take home before settling on one to adopt. So tell us how we can book a reservation and uh, fill us in a little more on what we can enjoy during our reserved session. Yeah, so you, you, you know, simple, simple process, it's all technology today. Sure. Um, so you go up to perfectdaycafe.com, you choose which location you want, you click on the book now button, and what's good about that is it tells you how many people are in the room at a particular time. So if you, you know, if you want a few less people, uh, then you can kind of target a time. During the weeks, 
we're a lot less busy and and I call it you know the the the, the cuddle human ratio is a lot better but if you come in on the weekend definitely got to go up and make reservations because we are typically booked out on at least most of the spots were booked out every single weekend you yeah. can walk in and and see if we've got openings and and like i said you're much more likely to be able to walk in and just and 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 visit cats on a weekday but weekends are very busy so right and especially if you're traveling long distances on the weekends about how long would you recommend uh, somebody try to book in advance for a weekend i would for a weekend i would tell people 48 hours okay uh, like this morning uh, on on saturday of last weekend we were completely booked the day before so it's it's important and, and a lot of that's because we have had to take down our number of visitors in right. order to make sure that we have a a safe covid six foot distance um and and uh you know masking and all that kind of good stuff so we're hoping that that's going to expand a little bit but even when we were at our full 16 reservations it was a scenario where you you needed to make an appointment and i hate it when you know a family of five comes in and says well we didn't know we need to make reservations and you know you see the kids just all sad because they can't oh, come yeah. in but, you know you got it especially in today's times you gotta you gotta be strict about it yeah you've got to protect the people that are in the cat lounge and <laughs> you just don't, don't want to overload the the room and you don't want it to be too crowded so uh, that's understandable but so thursday at the latest if you want to check them out on the weekends it's yep. in your best bet to <laughs> yep. Yep. Best reservations bet. made by by thursday now should we ultimately decide to claim one of these charming critters as part of the family. Why don't you describe the adoption process through which we will be guided? Yeah, so in all actuality, if you are adopting in Louisville, you're adop you are adopting through the Kentucky Humane Society. If you're adopting in Covington, you're adopting through Kenton County Animal Services. So important to make sure that you're following their processes and their health care for the cats to make sure that you know it's a great experience for the adopter but it, but essentially what you do is you fill out an application we're looking through the application for certain things making sure that this is the right home for them right. um, and then there is typically a 24 to 48 hour waiting period at which time um, we have a carrier if you need it but you just make an appointment you show up and then you uh, pick up and take home your forever friend well that sounds easy enough and definitely well worth it if you're a if you're a cat lover and even if you're not a cat lover chances are you'll become one after you visit perfect that's right <laughs> yeah i love that i love when that happens oh i'm telling you that's that's got to be gratifying now as we're bonding with the beauties in the cat lounge we can uh sip a bevy of beverages available at perfect day so uh why don't you chuck give us a rundown of the beverages we can sip and savor during our visit absolutely yeah so we we have a myriad of beers and local beers on tap we have several purbins that are out there oh yeah we bourbons <laughs> uh i think our number one selling drink is our meow mosa there you and, go. Uh, 
so yeah, so it's not your it's not your full bar situation where I could order a Manhattan or something like that. But we do have wine, we have champagnes, proseccos, um, it, you know, it, it, like I said, bourbon and beers. Uh, it, it, again, this isn't normally the place where somebody comes and hangs out and and has six or seven beers, but it's important to the cafe and the cafe concept to be able to be a place where people kind of come together as a community, even if they're not adopting. And sure. if the cafe is, is strong and we're able to, you know, have people convene and, and, and loving on cats and talking about cats, then, then it grows, you know, and it inspires people and the community to come in and know that they're making an impact. And then what that leads to us being be able to be around for a long, long time and, and continue to make the impact. Yes, indeed. Definitely well said. And you've also got a pretty extensive coffee selection too, correct? We do. We do. We, so we partner with Quills Coffee in order to do fresh ground and, and, and brewed. We don't do as much of the lattes and things just because I'm on Bardstown Road. That is, you know, there's like one every block. Right. So we to make sure that we could concentrate and do the things that we need to do, like experience of the cat lounge. Um, but we do have coffee and, and we also, you know, have uh, light sweets and, and scones and plate things to eat as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, <laughs> which feeds right into our next topic of discussion here. And um, although these can't be devoured in the cat lounge, the cafe offers fabulous foods and uh, plentiful pasties to enjoy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> before or after we cuddle with the cats. So uh, why don't you expand a little more on the mouth-watering munchies that we can inhale while hanging out at Perfect Day? Yeah, so as an extension of our kind of our community impact, we we look at local providers and, and local bakers and, and cookie makers. And I got to tell you, most of what we have admittedly are, are sweets. It's not That's a not traditional a cafe where somebody could get a salad and a sandwich. It's really more about, hey, we're just going to give a little treat while we're there. Um, that'll go with my beer, go with my coffee. I think our scones are uh, absolutely amazing. They're from Najla. And we have uh, popcorn from the popcorn station. In Covington, we have uh, just a custom branded German hot pretzel, uh, oh. which is amazing. Um, it, it, but, you know, it's, it's all from, uh, it's from Tuba Hot Pretzels, which is right down the street from us. So we're really trying to, again, involve the community, uh, be a place that the community can be proud of, uh, and yeah, get a little little something to eat and, and make an afternoon of it. Absolutely, and you've got that separate dining area from the cat lounge, and when the weather's ideal, you've also got a catio, don't you? We do. We have an outdoor <laughs> space at, at both locations, which ended up being a really good thing during COVID, but it's it's very very unusual it's got uh it's got kind of this new york alleyway type feel but we want to again be a place where people can hang out it's a great date night by the way i always tell people you know oh, you can yes. come, get a get a beer get a wine get a meow mosa, sit outside get to know each other but it kind of breaks the ice when you're in a room full of cats or a room full of kittens and we we actually so some you know sometime in the may or june period we switch from having adult cats to kittens 
things. And um, it's cute. It's really messy. Uh, but but yeah, we'll we'll have you know a whole room full of 15, 20 kittens that are just wrestling and sleeping on each other. It's adorable. Yes, especially if your partner is uh, a big animal freak. <laughs> you know, the, another scenario where if uh, if they're not a pet freak, that may be a different story by the time they exit perfect day. That's so right. that's right. <laughs> you you definitely got to keep that in mind. Well, Chuck, you've been a blast. We're gonna have to go adopt some cats and at the very least snuggle and mingle with them. But uh, anyhow, before we let you go, in 30 seconds or less, why don't you give us your best sales pitch for Perfect Day Cafe as the perfect place to relax and replenish while finding a new feline friend? Yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of things in this world that we can turn around and support. There's a lot of things that we can do. And I, I like to tell customers and prospective customers that um, the cafe is a place where even if you're there, you're making an impact. Um, and I even call ourselves the new movie. You know, you used to go out to dinner in a movie. Well, we're the new movie uh, and maybe a dessert and, and a drink to get in here. But no matter if you are out there looking for a place to adopt where cats are, you know, we'll have plenty of cats to choose from and, and get to know. But it's also just an amazing experience to, like you had said, relax. You may have a cat sleeping on your lap while someone else is, is you know, you're watching another cat play and wrestle with, with the, another one of its fellow cats that are in the room. And it's just a very, very unique experience. And I think that today's world and with all the challenges that we're going through, right? We're, are we becoming separated as a society? Are we as kind to each other? This is just a great opportunity for us to come back together as a community and say, look, making a difference we're gonna go out and get a drink anyway. We're gonna look for something to do. We just think that the perfect place to go is is Perfect Day Cafe and, and uh, we know where our money will go to a good cause. So we, we hope people to support us. And again, we have people come from all across the United States because they go, oh my gosh, I got a cat cafe, we gotta go visit. And it's something that Louisville can be proud of and, and we're hoping in the, in the future months that this is something that Covington is gonna be proud of as well. Absolutely, I know they will be. And y'all can check them out at perfectdaycafe.com. They're also on Facebook at uh, Perfect Day Cat Cafe Louisville. And they do lives on a regular basis. Fact, about how often do y'all do lives? Well, we're do, if you do both locations, you're looking at a live video every single day. Whenever we introduce new cats into the room, we always do a live video just so people can kind of see what it's like and, and, and a little reprieve from work and, and be able to watch it. We got a big fan base. They watch it. They watch a lot of our live videos. I believe it. Yeah, I'm, I'm one of them too. A friend of mine invited me to like the Facebook page and I've about myself really enjoying a lot of them and you can also check them out at perfect day cafe on twitter and also perfect day cafe lou on instagram so plenty of opportunities to check them out go get yourself a drink and go get yourself a cat and just eat drink and be merry so chuck <laughs> we sure appreciate your time and we wish you nothing but the best for the cafe in the years to come 
absolutely. Thank you so much. And we very much appreciate you spreading the word. That's, that's what we need people to do. And, and, and hopefully we're, we're here far into the future to, to be a place to make impact. There you go. And the cats will appreciate it too. Yes, so, they will. <laughs> Chuck, thank you a lot. And we look forward to talking with you again sometime. Thank you. You too, Sam. I appreciate everything. Now, remember, whenever you're trying to spell perfect to access the website, social media outlets, what have you, you have to spell it P-U-R-R-F-E-C-T because the Perfect Day Cat Cafe is where we play all the puns, just like Chuck says. And I will, of course, link you to the website in the show notes. You got to check them out. They are in two locations so far, maybe more to come down the road. Who knows? Keep your eyes open and your ears peeled. But for now, in Louisville, you can check them out at 1741 Bardstown Road, Louisville, 40205. And in Covington, the cute cuddlies are waiting for you at 25 West 8th Street, Covington, 41011. And they are open Tuesday through Friday, noon to 8, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Saturday and Sunday. They are closed on Monday. But... Perfect. Ample opportunity for you to adopt that special someone in your life and more than worth it. I don't care where you are in the state with two locations about an hour and a half apart. You're never too far away to adopt one of these cuties. They are more than worth it, as you will find. So pay Chuck and his crew and his cats a visit at either Perfect Day Cat Cafe location. It'll be quite an experience, to say the least. So, we're doubling up on Dining Delights today. I don't do that often, but I just felt that urge today. So right now, what do you say? Let's all go down to Dumas Walker. It's Sam Moore's Dining Delight Spotlights. Any of my country music fans out there, will be familiar with the uh, old Kentucky Headhunter song, Dumas Walker, which talks about the slaw burger fries and a bottle of ski. And a lot of you probably didn't know that that song is based on a restaurant in Greensburg, Kentucky, that has been a long-standing tradition for many, many years. And here to tell us all about it is the proud owner herself, Darlene Curry has joined us, and we are so glad that she has. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. I've been hearing about uh, Dumas Walker and the song for like 30 years because I'm 32, and it sounded good to me ever since. Oh, my gosh, you're young. <laughs> <laughs> At least one person thinks I'm young. But uh, anyway, oh, goodness. <laughs> no, okay. you're young, too. But anyhow, uh, how long have you owned Dumas Walker, Darlene? Uh, we bought it in probably 2004 2004 awesome yeah. so you've you've had it for uh, almost 17 years then yeah it'd be 17 years uh i think it's march the 4th 2004 but it's march something it's it's a dollar on the wall there's dollar a dollar on the wall <laughs> there's a tradition that somebody has started when we first bought the place uh he came in and put a dollar on the wall to wish us good luck and he put on the dollar first dollar and and so now uh you can see like there's dollars all over the wall oh that's neat so, so. i have to i have to send you pictures yeah but yeah it, it, everybody everybody loves coming like like i said there's dollars from everywhere so every time the uh 
restaurant turns another year older, at least under your ownership, there's another dollar put up on the wall. <laughs> I'm sure there is, yes. <laughs> now that's a, that's a neat tradition for sure. Now, Dumas Walkers has been a staple in southeast or south central Kentucky, I should say, for many years. So why don't you, Darlene, walk us through the history of this legendary landmark and tell us what's kept it thriving all these years. Well, I, like I said, I think the, the song has helped them winning the Grammy, you know, the Kentucky Headhunters. Of course, oh, they sure. came in. It used to be open 24 hours a day when Dolphus opened it up and started the slaw burger. He lived, him and his wife lived upstairs. And of course, they, okay. it was open 24 hours a day. I have the, still the same door. We took it down, of course, because we don't open 24 hours a day, but, but it never had a lock on it. The restaurant was open 24 hours a day. You could come in there anytime, day or night, get a slaw burger, a bowl of chili. And everybody loved that Dolphus's chili, you know, too. And, course the slaw burger is like I said it's it's freshly made it's not don't come out of a box uh, we always freshly do the slaw and right. like I said the home cooking everything is you know like I said it's uh, it's don't come out of a box and it makes a difference I think you know oh yeah absolutely now um, Dolphus was um, Mr. Ennis correct Yes, yes. Yeah, because it was called Ennis's for a long time, I know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, I uh, think he started probably in, some says uh, the restaurant was like opened up in the early 30s too. It was like just a lunchroom. And okay. then the office, the office bought it and probably a little bit later on in the late 30s, or early 40s. And that's when he started the slaw burger, you know, and the, like I said, the regular lunches and the chili. And, um, sure. and yeah, like I, I said, we've been, we've been trying to keep it going. Cause like I said, you, you know, it's good food and you know, everybody loves the hamburger and, and even, you know, my grandkids, uh, you know, they love the little, little, they call them little cheeseburgers, slaw burgers. You know, they, You've, they love the slaw too. Your, so. your grandchildren have been well-trained, which is good yes. to hear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you, you hardly ever find a, a door that's unlocked 24 seven anymore. So that really brings back. <laughs> memories yeah that's what I said but like I said I you know I couldn't do the 24 7 there's no. you know we're just not I'm not young enough and I didn't like I said back then when we first bought it we, I did open it up a little bit at night but uh it just you know it didn't pan out for some reason but during the day like I said I Steve Steve comes in for breakfast about five o'clock and we have a good breakfast like you said the you know you get uh bacon sausage country ham, eggs, biscuits, and gravy, whatever, mm. fried taters. You know, it's a very That's my good kind breakfast. Of breakfast. Yes, yes, yeah. we have a good breakfast. And like I said, and then, of course, start into the slaw burgers. If you want one at 5 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> I have had people come in there now. <laughs> it's anything on the menu anytime, isn't it? <laughs> pretty, much, pretty much, yeah, except probably not chili. I guess I could warm them up a bowl, you know, but right. usually – yeah yeah so. the chili's a little tougher i know but yeah. anyhow we'll, we'll get to more of that in a minute but dumas walker was uh given national exposure like we said uh, by the song from the kentucky headhunters which took country music by storm in the early 90s so uh talk about how the restaurant has benefited from the success of the song dumas walker <laughs> It's just well, everybody wants to come and you know and be at the place you know where they they came and got you know they 
like I said, I even, Richard came down in Kentucky and hers did in 2014 and done a concert in Greensburg and, and uh, he came and, you know, eat the slaw burgers. And he said, darling, I believe they're better now than they was back then. And, and that's, I said, well, that, that, that's, you know, that was a compliment, I think. And, and like I said, he, he enjoyed it still, you know, he was, you know, proud that we were keeping the tradition going. And, and I, you know, thanked him and I told him, I said, you know, this place is kind of sentimental here to Greensburg. You know, my, my sister, she uh, worked there many, many late shifts and I worked a few shifts with her on that third shift that with, uh, oh, you know, so it's a little <laughs> sentimental to me too. And like I said, the, the, the office and his people, they're, you know, they're great people. They're friends of ours. And, and even their family's still glad that we're keeping it going. You know, Darlene told me folks, when I first called her a few days ago, she said she didn't have any employees. It's pretty much a, it's a one gal operation, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, my husband, like I said, he helps me. And my sister now, she used to help me quite quite a bit, but she, she's not like an employee. She just volunteers to help us out, Right. you know, because, you know, I, she knows I can't afford employees. And, <laughs> but uh, she's, uh, she's a big help when I need some help sometimes, I tell you. Well, it's awesome that you got uh, a nice support system and, and Steve there to lend a hand when it's needed. Well, and, and the customers, they pitch in. It's like, you know, one time I had about, I've got 17 motorcycle riders come in there and they were just so nice and patient and loved the burgers and said they was coming back and the place was full. It was pretty neat. Like back in the old days, I mean, they stood in there waiting for a place, waiting for somebody to get out of a stool. Right. So they could sit down. It, it was, you know, pretty neat. <laughs> That's cool stuff. Now about, I know it's a small place. I know you've got a countertop and a few stools. About, about how many stools do you got in there? Do you know? Uh, probably about 18, 17, 18. Okay. That's more than I thought. So, <laughs> so you can, you know, even if you have to wait for a stool, it's worth it. You can stand and mingle and Yes. Get to know Darlene and her folks out there. At, uh, Play some music on the jukebox like Dumas Walker. Oh, there's, st <laughs> there's still a jukebox in there. That's cool. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, you can't find a, a jukebox very many more places these days. But uh, now just out of curiosity, can, can you still shoot marbles in the back of the store and lay money down on the floor like the song says? Well, you, you, you could do that. But like I said, the place where they laid the marbles down on the floor was a little old I, I'm it was in Tennessee it was like a little spot on the side of the road there oh, was a okay. guy had this it wasn't a restaurant or anything but his name was Dumas Walker now that's where the Kentucky Headhunters got the name Dumas Walker was from this uh, elderly gentleman he had like a I guess you could just go in there and they sh they shot what you're talking about marbles on a pool table sure sure but now this was just like a little old I don't know, the store, something, but it didn't, I don't think it served any food or anything that I know, but I understand you could go in there and just hovel I around, see. shoot marbles on the floor, but now that's where the, Richard told me that he said, darling, he said, we fought and we fought trying to think of something to go with Dolphus, and he said, let's all go down to Dolphus, just didn't cut it, and he said, we was coming through Tennessee, and this little old uh, Dumas Walker place was on the side of the road. He said, we stopped. Now, that was the part of the song where that came from, the name. Yeah. <laughs> Dumas Walker so, has a lot better like ring said, to it. The, yeah, but the, that's fine. The Kentucky Headhunters, you know, they said, you know, hey, they, they joined in there, and it was pretty cool. 
the, I think the elderly man is gone and that place is gone. But like I said, the Slawburger fries, the good Lord's will, and I'm going to keep it going as long as I can. And I hey, that's whoever, what we like to hear. <laughs> whoever comes after me, I hope they keep it going too. Absolutely. I second that completely. But uh, yeah, it may be named after a, a place down in Tennessee, but at least they tied the slaw burger and fries in there. So yes, yes. <laughs> get the yeah. Greensburg connection going. Yeah, well, the ski was bottled in Greene County. Well, that's Back true then, too. We, yeah. we had that big double coal plant, you know, mm -hmm. and before it went out of business and sold to the, I think the Coca-Cola plant in Tennessee, Chattanooga, Tennessee, maybe bought them out. Sure. I believe it's so anyway the ski is like bottled down there I think now and then there's another part of the world I think it's made but I can't remember yeah. where they told me but they've come in there and done some promotions the ski company has too oh and, that's uh, neat so you've had I, yeah, appearances from pretty, ski personnel <laughs> yeah yeah I thought that was pretty neat too them doing that yeah back to breakfast it's it's a hearty one at that and y'all open for breakfast at 5 a.m you said Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. And you Monday got through, Monday through Saturday. Now the office was open seven days a week, 24 hours a day. But like I said, uh, when I first started, you know, like I said, I've always been a Christian person going to church and sure. And I thought, well, I'm going to make it on six days or I'm not going to make it. That's the Lord's day and I'm going to give it to him. So I take my day off on Sunday and kind of, sometimes sister. I have to go, go over there and do stuff. You know, sometimes I do have to do a little things, but Basically, I make it to church, though. That's yeah. that's my that's my big thing for the Lord's Day. Hey, and all God's people said Amen. So Amen. That's right. <laughs> good for you. Now, um, you uh, you mentioned country ham and bacon and sausage. What what is the most popular breakfast menu item? You think? Cooking. That's more. <laughs> Steve says his cooking. <laughs> oh, Steve's cooking. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. But but bacon and sausage. I think. Four uh, man on. And uh, then Curry does his little four man's omelet. He called four. Four what? Four man omelet. Four man omelet. He called. Oh, a poor it. man omelet. That's yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think he put sausage, bacon, cheese, and his little secret ingredient in there, and and they've oh, kind of man. he's he's been serving an omelet here lately, but uh, like I That's said, awesome. I, I you can't beat them good old. Well, I buy these big old biscuits that come in like a big old box of Pillsbury 2.2 and they're frozen and, and they rise and I'm telling you, they're good biscuits. And then, of course, he makes some good gravy that I taught him. <laughs> <laughs> you taught him the but gravy he, recipe, huh? Yeah, yeah. But anyways, uh, like I said, you can't beat like, bacon, sausage, eggs, biscuit, and fried taters. I mean, you know, I, oh, love I fried taters. I slice taters, throw them on the grill, or I can throw them in the deep fryer. You know, it's quicker in the deep fryer, but on the grill, they're, you know, they kind of like homemade fried taters in the skillet. Sure. So, <laughs> Absolutely. It. It's worth a trip to, to Dumas <laughs> just to get Steve yeah. Curry's po' man omelet. There you go. <laughs> exactly. I'm telling you. And Darlene's just, good old gravy. Darlene's good old gravy on top of the biscuits. It's just a an all-American combination. Now, of course, the uh, dominant part of our conversation has been the uh, slaw burger fries and a bottle of ski is referenced in the Headhunters song. So tell us what makes the slaw burger such a huge hit. Well, I, mean, I think, like I said, fresh ground beef, and it has a, you know, a, a special agreement that, you know, dogs. Top secret. 
Uh, yeah, top secret, you know, he put in there. And uh, and then, like I said, you know, it's fresh hamburger. And then, like I said, I shred the slaw and I use that uh, recipe that they handed down, like I said, since I've been there. And uh, I don't know, you just can't be good slaw. I mean, I mean, I've eaten slaw at a lot of places, but it don't taste like Dumas Walkers. Oh, no, I believe it. <laughs> I yeah. believe it. And, and even um, people will tell you, you know, I've had people say, will you make me a, so much slaw, we want to have a dinner, you know, and sure, I'll make it for you, you know. There you go. You'll just give them some slaw <laughs> as a side dish. Exactly. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well, and then a lot of people want slaw on the side, you know. Sure. They'll say, you know, or some people, I've even got this one lady that comes in, she gets it on the top and the bottom. She loves oh, that slaw. I she mean, she loves the Dumas Walker slaw and that slaw burger. And she usually, you know, eats two or three. So. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I had a guy to eat four today. I said, you want four slaw burgers? He said, yep. Four and, slaw burgers. Boy. Yep. He, and he said they were delicious. Let me tell you. Oh, that's awesome. He's a man yeah. after my own heart. I'm going to have to touch base with that guy. And the next time I'm in Greensburg, he and I might have to have a, a slaw burger eating contest. There you go. Sounds good. <laughs> See who can eat the most. Yep, yep. I'm going to have to beat four, I can already tell. Now, uh, in addition to the fries, a delicious bowl of Dumas Walker soup is also a perfect complement to any burger. So why don't you tell us first about your hearty bean soup? Uh, that's, like I said, it's crock pot cooked pinto bean cooked all night with a delicious ham hog or something, you know. You can't be good old pinto beans cooked all night long. Oh, yeah. And that and, ham gives it the and, flavor. And cornbread. Uh, my sister usually uh, helps me out on that deal. Uh, she, We had her cornbread put in the cornbread contest at the fair, and she got uh, first prize blue ribbon on her cornbread, skillet cornbread. Oh, man. So that that must be some cornbread. She doesn't cook it in the oven. She cooks her whole cakes in a skillet. <laughs> and let me tell you, they are delicious. Oh, my mouth's watering right now. If it won first place, it's got to yep. be darn good cornbread. And I guess it, this... Uh, it's good. You... <laughs> yes, indeed. I, I, can... have a, I have a son-in-law over in Syria right now, and oh, he you? would probably eat four or five, five pieces of her cornbread. He, he loves uh, my sister's cornbread. So cornbread would be a, a perfect care package in his mind. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. That's awesome. If I could send it to him, I sure would. <laughs> I know you would, dear. I how well it would, how well it would have traveled. But we yeah. did just send him a package yesterday. Oh, Dixie uh, was nice. Well, all of the things that we thought, you know, he could, you know, not what you call uh, weather-wise, uh, stay good in the box and yeah, things that we thought they could use over there. Yeah. <laughs> things that would keep relatively well so well that's cool we we wish him well over there in syria now uh can we buy this soup like by the cup or the bowl or bowl yes yes bowl okay mm -hmm. a bowl i mean you can have a cup too but usually you know we serve a bowl of soup with the slaw burgers and uh and then like i said some wants a bowl of soup and cornbread just that and then some wants vegetable plate like i serve homemade mashed potatoes Corn, oh, yeah. green beans, uh, pinto beans, like, you know, I think I had several come in today and had mashed potatoes, pinto beans, and corn, and some old slaw, because they like that slaw, too, you know, on the oh, side. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> yeah, and, a hunk of corn. Yeah, and a whole cake, yes, yes. 
and a whole cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yep, yep, yep. Now, um, and the roast the, beef, the, the roast beef Manhattan is a big hit that Doctors always had too. Roast beef and mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that does. But see, we make, like I said, we make homemade. I don't use that stuff that comes out of a box. No, I make my no. own homemade gravy too. And, and I'm telling you, that stuff's good. <laughs> Darlene's even gravy. I, even if I do make it, I think it's good. Hey, it ain't bragging, dear, if it's a fact. So yeah. <laughs> anyway, so so we know your your bean soup is a big hit. Now tell us about your heartwarming chili. Uh, well, like I said, that used to be, I used to do doffices, but you can't hardly find that anymore. Right. And he, he used a great big old roll. And it come, I don't even know, sir, where it came from. Maybe some, you know, you just don't have the companies that you used to. I mean, I have to pretty much go out of town to get my stuff because uh, we don't even have a bread man in, that delivers in Greene County now. Not not to no me anyway, not like they used to. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to go to Camelsville to get my, most of my stuff now. So. And you just don't find that roll no more, Harley. And then when you do, it's like a tiny, tiny roll and it costs so much. So I usually make this chili that it's just a recipe that me and my husband has come up with and everybody loves it. Okay, so you've improvised and yes. <laughs> come because up like with it. A... Yeah, you, a lot of stuff you can't find. The old the old chili, it's, it's hard to find. <laughs> yeah, he made homemade vegetable soup. Too. And, and like I said, the, the leftovers from the night before, like roast, corn, green beans, taters, whatever he had left over, he threw it in his pot and he made the best homemade vegetable soup you ever put in your mouth. Oh, I love it. So, so, so you can choose between vegetable soup or chili. So <laughs> he had two soups. Yep, yeah, he did. Um, he did. Now, did, did, did he ever do bean soup or no? Uh -huh. Yeah, I think he did do pinto beans. Okay, so he so. <laughs> actually three of them. So yeah, well, he, like I said, he he throw them leftover beans in there too. Now, uh, although the slaw burger is simply amazing, there are plenty of other reasons to visit Dumas Walker, including the one of a kind John Boy. Why don't you give us the delicious <laughs> details on the John Boy? Well, that was just a big hamburger that uh, uh, back when Men's Day first bought it. Like I said, we had workers then, and uh, the John Boy Creason, he worked at a pool room up, up at the street up there, and it closed, and so I asked him one day, I said, why don't you come in and help me a few hours, or maybe a Saturday, give me a Saturday off. I said, I sure would appreciate it. So he started making this big old burger, just a big burger, and he he called it the John Boy, so we just nicknamed it after him ever since. But like it is, it's just a hamburger, a juicy big hamburger, fresh out. Fresh. You know, it's nothing out of a box. It's padded out, and it's uh, and like I said, I sell a lot of those too. Oh, I believe it because <laughs> you know, in very many places you go get a big juicy hamburger that don't come out of a box. Yeah, a lot of places it does, but not at Dumas Walkers. No, no, no. No. I have, I have no, done some out of a box when I've had to, like if I've run out or something, you know, but most of the time, like I said, everyday fresh hamburger. Absolutely. And that fresh hamburger just makes all the difference. I guess you it can get does, cheese, it does. And I guess you can get cheese on that, John Boy, and whatever else if you, you want like. To. Yeah, you can get cheese. Like I said, slaw. Some get slaw. I have, a, I have one lady that she'll call me up and say, darling, will you make me a big slaw burger? And I said, sure. 
So, you know, I mean, I'll make her a big one, use a big bun. A John Boy yeah. slaw burger. <laughs> yep. 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 Yes, indeed. So, thanks to John Boy Crayson, we all have a, <laughs> a monster <laughs> burger to enjoy there yep. at Davis yep. Walker. Now, uh, I know that many loyal customers undoubtedly flock to Dumas Walkers also for the fabulous Legion fish. So why don't yes. you describe what makes this fish such a fan favorite, Darlene? Uh, well, that's a favorite that they had at Evercal days. You know, when uh, they, the Legion, they sold fish and, you know, they usually sold out. So when me and Steve, uh, you know, opened up the restaurant, Steve said, why don't we sell fish too, the Legion fish? And I said, sure. So we've been selling it ever since we opened up too. And like I said, the, it's good fish. It's oh yeah, uh, an, uh, Atlantic cod, I think it is. Five white, ounce cod. Five ounce cod and, and, and it's a lightly breaded. But awesome. like I said, it's something that they sell at every cow days. And we sell it too, because like I said, it's most time the Legion runs out. Right. But it, it's a very good fish sandwich. And um, you can get that anytime the place is open too, right? Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. So, <laughs> so if you're hungry for fish and it's not Friday night, a lot of people only offer it on Friday night, but <laughs> you can get it six days a week at Demas Walker. So don't be shy about walking in there and uh, getting your fish fixed. Now, um, everything we've talked about already, on top of that, Dumas also offers scrumptious plate lunches on a daily basis. Now, you told me the uh, roast beef Manhattan is a big hit. Um, mm -hmm. What other plate lunches do you offer on a regular uh, well, basis? Well, some days, like uh, I used to, like, like on Wednesdays, uh, which is tomorrow, I'll do country fried steak, my version of a good country fried steak recipe. Okay, and so country fried steak on Wednesdays. And used to on Thursdays, I've done skillet fried chicken. I've kind of backed off on that. Like I said, with COVID and everything, I've just been doing slaw burgers, chili, and, you know, roast beef Manhattan, something easy. Right. And then, like, on Fridays, I have a, an amazing meatloaf recipe that everybody loves. Mm, meatloaf and Fridays. Top, and fried salmon. Tuesdays, I usually, I forgot about Tuesdays. That's a fried salmon day. And uh, my sister, she usually helps me on that deal, too. She'll uh, fry me up some of the best sandwiches you ever put in your mouth, I think. Oh, and that's awesome. Also, also, for dessert, every now and then, I offer my famous pies. I'm a pretty good pie maker. I make chocolate, pecan, mm. butterscotch. And uh, I, I think you'd like my butterscotch pie, chocolate, or pecan. I think I'd like any kind of pie that you set in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> but now, everybody loves, seems to love Darlene's now, too, especially butterscotch. I, I, have, I make a pretty good butterscotch, let me tell you. And I think That's the fan favorite, huh? too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I make a coconut cream. I used to for my husband, but he's, he's kind of been on a diet. He don't eat much uh, sweets anymore, but now uh, I've got <laughs> cut back on a lot of that but uh i make a good coconut cream pie too i'm all about some special coconut. recipe of darling now these are my recipes i've just tried people's and and i do my thing and if i think it needs a little something i'll add to it that's that's the way i do there you go yeah. so it's on my, on my pie deal so i've kind of mastered my the way i like mine you know what i'm saying yeah and you know a lot of people put this old raw coconut in their coconut pie and I don't do that I, I like the 
I like to make my own recipe with the coconut. I kind of add little things to it before sure. I put mine, mine in my pie. And I, I think you would like it. Oh, no doubt. I tell you, I think anybody who likes coconut or anything sweets in general would like Darlene's pies. And you do, uh, you do different ones every day, you said? Well, no, that's usually on Friday. Now, I used to, like I said, when things were booming, you know, yeah. would. But things have kind of slowed down. So, basically, I probably just hadn't been doing pies unless somebody orders one. Or, like I said, on Fridays, I usually try to keep them on Fridays because that's a good day to have a pie. Oh, I agree. <laughs> good way to cap off the week. The, so, the last day of the week, you know, and everybody's, you know. Yeah, they're kind of in a celebratory yeah. mood. So, yeah, 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 just remember, folks, Friday is pie day at Douglas Walker. So, <laughs> go in there and save room after your burger. Well, uh, Darlene, you've been a blast. We sure enjoyed talking to you. Now, before we let you go, in 30 seconds or less, why don't you tell our listeners why it is well worth their time to venture off the beaten path and soak up the Dumas Walker experience. Well, I mean, you get to meet me and Steve. Yeah. I mean, we're awesome people. And, and like I said, Green County is a, a little town. It's quiet. It's great. And the food is awesome. Like I said, you couldn't beat the hospitality. And I just don't think you'd be disappointed. It's something I think you would remember pictures i've got all kind of pictures of the kentucky headhunters i got a picture of a, the fabulous i think they were five back when they was called the itchy brothers before they become the kentucky headhunters and oh, i'm gonna have to do some research on that i didn't know they yeah. were called the itchy brothers or yep yep, whatever, yep. But, uh, and there, there's a picture up there of the original five and one of them stayed home. He didn't go with them. So that's, you know, he's he's in this picture. And, and I've got that big, it's a pretty good-sized picture hanging on the wall. And and then, the, of course, Kentucky Headhunters have gave me pictures and autographed pictures, too. And, sure. and like I said, I have a Kentucky Headhunter shirts that I have made up. Mine says, uh, you know, of course, Kentucky Headhunters, Slogbird Fries, you know. And then on the back, it's got, you know. Dennis Walker, guitar, and Kentucky Henners, you know, some cute That's little cool. shirts that you can buy. And then, okay, you so know. you can buy those shirts in there. That's cool. Yeah, and of course, Kentucky Headhunters sell shirts on their line, you know, their own shirts, but, right. you know, with their picture. But, uh, yeah. So I, I think <laughs> I've even mailed shirts to people. This uh, here while back, I think I mailed one to one or two to Indiana or somewhere. See, they trusted me. Yeah, they trusted me. They sent me money. They said, send me two shirts. Well, <laughs> I did. So I thought that was pretty neat that, you know, here, you know, I'm present an honest person. And I, and I think it means a lot too, you know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. To, to have trust in somebody, you know, and, and, and the people in Greensburg, you know, they have really showed that trust too. And like I said, all the out of towners, it's, it's, it's been pretty neat. Oh, I've yeah. been blessed. And, uh, I've been and blessed, and I think y'all would be blessed, too. Oh, yeah, I, I know that we would be. And I tell you, Darlene's quite accommodating to send those shirts everywhere. Plus, when you come in, you can get uh, her and Steve's autograph. So, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, believe it or not, I had somebody have me sign a book. I don't, I can't Did remember what now? kind. Yeah, I can't remember what kind of book it was. But she said, would you sign my book? And, of course, I put in there, you know, uh, the restaurant and Darlene Curry, the owner, and you know the date, I think. 
But anyway, I thought that was pretty neat. You know, I never had anybody ask me for to sign a book before, so I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> so you might get that request a lot more now. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> anyway, Darlene, all right. Darlene and Steve, they're they're ready and waiting for you. And uh, those slaw burgers and fries aren't just in a song. You can actually go to Demas Walker's in Greensburg, Kentucky, and uh, try them for yourself. And uh, let's let's give them your hours, Darlene, shall we? five to one and sometimes five to two i mean it okay. just depends like i said if i got a bunch of people in there and i don't uh, you know i don't care to stay check her out uh five to one or two monday through saturday you uh you just will not be disappointed like darlene said what's your phone number 270-932-5972 sweetness so y'all check out the full Dumas walker experience no matter how far off the beaten path it is how long it takes you to get there it is more than worth it darlene you've been great we look forward to talking to you again soon thank you thank you i appreciate it i'll tell you what if listening to darlene did not put a smile on your face i don't know what your problem is and you know what? You can get this entertainment in person with Darlene and her husband Steve when he's around and anybody else who helps out in there. And I tell you, if they're anything like Darlene, they're all going to be a walking encyclopedia. And you can get this entertainment and legendary food fix by simply visiting 113 South Public Square, Greensburg, KY 42743. And they even have a jukebox. I mean, how many places can say that anymore? Very few people actually have a functional jukebox. I remember as a child uh, walking into random places and uh, my dad would put a coin in the slot and play a song for me. And gosh, I haven't experienced that in uh, at least a couple decades, maybe more. But at Dumas Walkers, you can still soak this up along with their world-famous slaw burgers. And how about Steve Curry's Poeman Omelette for breakfast? That's worth a trip to Dumas in and of itself. So we sure appreciate Steve's wife, Darlene Curry, joining us today, talking to us about Dumas. And we also had a blast talking with Chuck Patton from the Perfect Day Cat Cafe in Louisville and Covington. I gave you the information about their site. Dumas Walker also has a Facebook page. It's uh, at Dumas Walkers, and I will link you to that Facebook page in my show notes, along with the website to the Perfect Day Cat Cafe, so you'll be in business and you'll be ready to explore. And make sure you tell both those people that you heard about them on Blabbing in the Bluegrass. They'll greatly appreciate it, and so will I. You can bet your bottom dollar on that. What big fun. I had an awesome time. I hope y'all did too. And, well, we're not quite done. Before we uh, put the finishing touches on this thing, we have the highly anticipated Bluegrass Brain Buster Answer. And today I asked you, which county in the Commonwealth is recognized as being the covered bridge capital of the state? And when I first found this out, it was news to me. Let's just say that. It was just recently, too. But your answer? Fleming County. Yep, Fleming County is considered to be the covered bridge capital of the state. It was given that distinction by the Kentucky General Assembly. It is home to three of these rare sites. Three covered bridges out of 13 that can be found across the Commonwealth of Kentucky. So three out of these 13 are all found in Fleming County. The others are scattered about throughout the state, but that is 
quite a unique honor for sure to be called the Covered Bridge Capital of the State. So it's a big tourist attraction too, they say. So we'll have to maybe try to find somebody in Fleming County to discuss these three covered bridges with. But anyhow, <laughs> Fleming County is considered to be the Commonwealth's Covered Bridge Capital. And there is your answer to this week's Bluegrass Brain Buster. We'll have another one for you next week, as well as more enlightening interviews, entertainment, and email me your suggestions as well. If you'd like to hear from somebody in particular, if you'd like for us to talk about somebody in particular, I am quite easy to get a hold of. It's bluegrassblabbing at gmail.com, and there's also the Facebook page where you can catch up on any and all previous episodes. If you're new to the show, welcome aboard. And uh, we invite you to go back and catch up on what you missed by simply uh, visiting the Facebook page. All you got to do is search Blabbing in the Bluegrass on FB. It'll take you right to me. I also post additional information at different points during the week, and you can stay up to date with that. Also, uh, make comments, leave messages, and I would love to hear from you through that mean as well. So... It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. I'll be looking for you back here next week. Same bat time, same back channel. And in the meantime, keep laughing, keep smiling, and keep blabbing in the bluegrass. Because we're blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. There's nothing here to hide because we're saying it with pride. Just a blabbing, blabbing in the bluegrass. With knowledge of the state, you're sure to appreciate. Yes, we're blabbing in the bluegrass. Where musicians furnish talent and great whiskey cools your palate. Just a blabbing in the bluegrass. With a fit for every taste, precious time is not to waste.